fantasy baseball fanatics how you doing welcome to the fantasy mbs baseball podcast today is monday july 25th this is our 40th episode i think i said it was our 40th episode last time i was episode off you know back in track though hopefully you know this is episode number 40 if you guys have been enjoying the podcast, you know what the MDs have to offer, you know, all the advice we've been giving this year so far. We appreciate it if you give us a five-star rating wherever you listen. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, you know, you just hit the little bell. We'll give you a notification every time we drop a new video. Um, also, by the way, um, on Spotify now, we also have our video on there. So if you're not a YouTube fan, you want to go over on Spotify, or if you've just been listening on Spotify, videos available there now as well. Um, once again, guys, uh, we're doing a little card giveaway. You know, got a couple of entries here. We would like to see a few more. You know, guys, it's uh, free stuff here. Um, it's four baseball cards, one set. Uh, if you guys need the info, um, check out. Uh, I know we have it up on Instagram, Twitter, pretty much everywhere. It's a video of myself wearing the Yankee hat. Um, also, in the notes, it will uh, say up all the details for the giveaway there if you want to read that. Um, otherwise, I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here with my brother, Matthew Ane. Matt, how are we doing today, brother? Doing good. A little hungover from the bachelor party over the weekend. <laughs> there you go. How was that? Oh, you know, I'm hungover. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's about all we could say. You know, yeah. uh, we like to keep things a little PG over here. So I, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself, brother. Yeah, I'll leave um, out the details. Yeah, right. Going to leave out the details on that one. Uh, so, you know, just go get right into it with the finger on the pulse uh, per usual. Today, we actually got one that's a little bit interesting. You know, we normally talk something that's going on in baseball or, you know, about a specific player maybe. Today, we wanted to just throw out some tips, you know, heading into the second half because, you know, it's, it's time, guys. You know, we only got to uh, know on Yahoo most of the leagues have six weeks left. Uh, if, you're, if you're a crazy person, you know, um, some people like to play to the last week. So that's about, uh, you know, seven weeks of regular season left, you know, uh, you know, then plus the playoffs. So we're, we're getting there, guys. We're really getting there. So I'm going to kick it off. You know, I kind of just want to say one big, huge thing, you know, that I think it's about time. Guys, cut the dead weight. If you got guys on your team right now that you've been waiting for, waiting to break out, waiting to, you know, uh, put up some big stats, and if they're just not doing it, it's time to cut bait, man. You know, you can't be holding on to guys that really aren't getting you anywhere. I'll even say this. It, even if your waiver wire looks a little thin right now, right? Go out there and grab some guys that have potential or, or you know, or upside or that are hot at the moment. You know, I like to say juice the orange, uh, you know, get everything you can out of whoever's out there. And maybe you'll find somebody that will help you roll into, you know, the second half here into the playoffs. I'll tell you this. I know I was in a championship in a few of my leagues last year and I rode the hot hand. You know, I just rode guys that were hot, you know, and it really helped me get there. So, you know, um, I think that's a big one. I would say I'll even throw out a couple of names. I know uh, Noah Syndergaard's been getting the cut in a lot of my leagues. I cut bait with him a while ago. Somebody can definitely get rid of. Um, and even guys that aren't doing good, I'll give you another name, like a Lucas Giolito. I'll be looking to trade somebody like that. You know, just get these guys off your hands. You know, I'm, I'm not saying drop Gio, but, you know, he's getting to the point where I know a lot of owners are fed up with him. So I'd be looking to trade guys like that. Just giving you an examples of, uh, you know, things that I would do. Matt, I see you look like you're chomping at the bit over there. Let's, let's hear what you got to say. We might have to have a conversation later. Um, oh, that's fair enough. We could talk. We could talk after the podcast, for sure. But um, so one thing I will say is it's a two-part thing, right? First, find out when your trade deadline is because the, the regular season for real baseball trade deadline is in, what, seven or eight days? Uh, so, August 6th? I'm going to double-check that. Yeah, so next uh, following week. So it's something you definitely want to be aware of. Um, there are people who are going to get moved, which means better opportunity for you. And then knowing August yours is second, actually, I'm sorry. Exactly. August so, so next week, next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. So usually, you know, fantasy baseball, uh, uh, 
trade deadline is usually not too far after. So what you want to do is first find that out and then two, start identifying where your weaknesses are on your team and then try and get a trade done before that trade deadline. Um, start scoping it out now and then start making those moves. Start, you know, starting the conversation with a meh or a little bit under, a little bit above meh kind of offer and then get the conversation going and then, you know, really start attacking on the, the day before trade deadlines so that you can really kind of pressure people into a box and try and get them to feel the pressure and pull a trigger on a trade that they might have not done a couple of weeks ago. You know, that's usually my strategy pressure yeah, and put them against yeah. the wall. I think you're, I think you're spot on there. I'm just going to, you know, vibe off of what you said there. And um, yeah, yeah, that's a solid advice guys. Like I said, identify the trade deadline, identify what your team needs. And then I'll say this, go to the teams that are at the bottom, right? Go to the teams that, you know, really don't have a lot hanging on. And if you can go get a couple of, you know, like pieces, like let's say you need a third baseman and a starting pitcher, right? And maybe you have an abundance of first baseman. I know in a couple of my leagues, you know, I, I have a, quite a few first basemen, right? So I would be looking to trade from where you're having, from where you're strong, take, take, you know, let's say like you got a, maybe a, a Rizzo or a CJ Crone late in the draft. And, you know, you, you went high on a first baseman and you got somebody that's really getting the job done. Look to take a guy like that and, you know, maybe get two guys that are, you know, pretty good, you know, like uh, I know Chris Bryant is flying under the radar, you know, he's been healthy lately, you know, knock on wood, but, you know, somebody like that, you know, I know in, uh, even, even in one of my leagues, uh, you know, not somebody I don't even know um, went out there and he made two trades this week. He, you know, he traded a Xander Bogarts for a couple starting pitchers and um, I believe he made a big trade too, you know, traded like um. he just went from where he was strong to get where he was weak, which was starting pitching, you know? So basically you want to do stuff like that, guys. You oh, want to just get you real quick, make sure you're ready for the trade deadline. Yeah, go ahead. We missed you. Cause uh, we had a little freezy freeze real quick. My bad. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I was just basically saying guys go from where you're strong, you know, go out there and identify if you have maybe two guys at the same position that are performing well, trade one of them for where you're weak. You know, I know starting pitchers tough right now. Guys, go out there and, you know, just make those moves. Don't be afraid. I'll even say this. Send one offer to every team in your league, right? Even if, you know, the team doesn't need something, just send the offers out there. You get conversation started. Somebody will get back to you, you know, and uh, and you'll be able to make a move off of that. Um, other than that, Matt, anything else we should touch on here as far as tips and, you know, uh, things headed for the second half? Um, I would say stay on top of um, stay on top of your waiver wire, right? So not just by – you know, who's available, what's available, and listen to the MDs and tell, uh, picking up guys would tell you to do. But actually look at what your budget looks like if you're in a fab league and what your waiver priority is each each week in and out so that you can, you know, identify what you need to do to get it um, and what you may be willing to spend in terms of that fab to pick up people. You know, that's key coming down the stretch going into the playoffs and the end of the season for that playoff push if you're right outside as well. But that's really just yeah, about yeah. it. I got, I got one last thing I'll throw out there is if let's say your, your league only has two guys, right? I mean, uh, two IL spots, right? And you have maybe four guys on the IL, IL right now. You got you got to, it might be a tough cut, but you might have to cut bait with somebody, you know? Uh, I'll throw out this. I know we're going to get to it in a little bit, but I'm just going to throw it out there because it, you know, fits in right now. If you're in a redraft league and you have Jazz Chisholm, time to cut him, you know, get rid of him. He's probably not coming back this year. If he does, it's going to be at the, maybe the last couple of weeks. And uh, he's not helping you until then. If you need to make that playoff push and you only have two IL spots, you have four or five hurt guys, you got to see who's not coming back anytime soon. And you might have to cut bait. If you could throw a trade out there, you know, and, and you know, get something for him, uh, go for it. 
But I would just say don't be afraid to cut those guys that are hurt and they might be out a while or if the injury looks bad, you know. So like Matt likes to always point out uh, soft tissue stuff, you know, to keep guys out a while. Guys got a bad back and, you know, they're hitting the IL. It's just it's just the time to move on. Make sure you know what you're doing. Lock in. It's not the time to take a couple days off here. It's really the time where you want to focus and uh, get ready for, you know, get ready for the playoffs, guys. So that's what we're stressing to you here. So with that being said, I think we're going to move on here. You know, we'll go into our news and notes. Matt, you know, as always, just uh, cut me off if I'm rambling a little bit too much or if there's anything you would like to say. So we're going to start off one with uh, good news, you know, for me and anyone else that owns uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, he's working his way back from wrist surgery. He was able to take um, on-field BP over the weekend. He's lined up to head out on a rehab assignment, possibly the end of this week, beginning of next week. Uh, the Padres are saying if everything goes to plan, he could be back in the bigs for their series um, against the Dodgers. That starts August 5th. Fingers crossed on that one. Just we'll, we'll keep you updated as far as that goes. Bryce Harper. Um, this one's a little bit, uh, you know, not, not too bad, but, you know, uh, just news. Um, you know, he's working his way back from the – he got hit on the thumb by Blake Snell, and he's also got that elbow issue. He's looking to have those pins taken out of his thumb next Monday. They uh, checked up on him today. He wasn't ready yet. So we'll have more news for you um, on him probably next Monday. I know I just mentioned um, just mentioned Jazz Chisholm Jr. I mean, uh, this one kind of stinks, guys. He got a stress fracture in his lower back. He could miss the rest of the year. They placed him on the 60-day IL. It does not look good for him at all. You know, as Matt would like to say, you know, we say in the MDs here, those flanges are looking really, really weak for Jazz. Um, the, my best advice is if you're in a redraft league, drop him. If you're in a dynasty keeper league, you could possibly be looking to trade him at the moment because, you know, I, I really – Oh, man, the injuries are just piling up for the kid over the past two years. You know, hopefully he can get back and get ready for next year. I don't think he returns this year. Yeah, me neither, to be honest with you. I, I don't think he's going to come back. The Marlins have nothing to play for. They have no reason to push him, and I, I don't see him back this year. As I was just telling you guys, cut him if you have to. You know, there's, there's not really um, not really much left here for Jazz. So uh, on to some better news, uh, Jacob DeGrom was able to throw um, a successful side session. He's, they're saying he needs one more rehab start, and then he could be back with the big league team. Best pitcher in baseball when he's healthy. You know, I'd love to see uh, Jacob DeGrom finish the season strong. Then we got Luis Robert. Uh, the White Sox threw him on the 10-day IL. There's not really a huge update here. They're saying he's, you know, he's still sick under the weather. He's feeling lightheaded. Not really a timetable on his return yet, but we will keep you updated here on the MDs. Hopefully we have something for you guys by Wednesday. Um, Julio Rodriguez um, got a sore wrist. You know, he's been out of the lineup the last few days, but the Mariners are saying he should be back in the lineup tomorrow. Today, when you guys are hearing it, so um, Tuesday, look for Julio to be back, hopefully. Freddie Peralta started a rehab assignment. He went two innings, gave up one run, struck out three. Uh, the, um, the, the Brewers are saying that he's going to need uh, two to three more rehab starts before he's back. Uh, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are unvaccinated. They will miss the series uh, um, in Toronto, that, you know, both with the Cardinals there. Brian Reynolds, uh, back to the 10-day IL with an oblique strain. He was a trade candidate, you know, coming to the deadline here. Doesn't look like he's going to be moved. He's all sorts of banged up. So just keep an eye out there for Brian Reynolds. On some good news, uh, Walker Bueller, you know, working his way back from that elbow situation. He is set to throw today, Monday, for the first time since he got hurt. We'll update you guys later in the week and see how that went. Byron Buxton uh, probably got the worst flanges in baseball besides uh, Alberto Mondesi. You know, he had a knee issue going on. He got a PRP injection. He's going to miss the next few games. Uh, just, just Guys, just keep your eyes out open on that one. I'll say this. If you could trade Byron Buxton for for equal value, maybe even – um. You know, 75 cents on the dollar, I'd probably take that right now because I, I, he just always want, finds a way to, you know, get hurt when you need him the most. 
Then we got John Birdie, you know, leading the league in steals still. You know, he's still a little banged up. He was able to do some running and uh, hitting the batting cage today. They're saying he might be back in a week or so. Once again, we will keep you updated on that situation. J.D. Martinez uh, with his back issue here. He's missed four straight games. Um, he's going to be out a few more days, um, the Red Sox are saying. Look out for an IL stint here with uh, J.D. because I think the Boston Red Sox are going to try and want to keep him healthy, you know, for playoff run. So he might, he might miss a little bit more time. I wouldn't be surprised. Then we got Bobby Wood Jr. He's day-to-day with a little hamstring issue. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that one, too. We'll see if he plays um, tomorrow next day. We got Trevor Story. He got hit on the hand a while ago. You know, he's finally resumed hitting. They're saying, the uh, Red Sox saying he'll be back by next week. Salvador Perez, good news here. He's looking like he's going to beat his, um, his estimate, you know, from when he got hurt. Uh, they were saying late August, early September, but he's already starting a rehab assignment when you guys are listening to this. Um, and they're saying he could be back in a week or so. So if you got uh, Salvi, that's a good one, guys. You know, he's going to be back very soon. Also got more good news here for you guys. You know, it's not always bad, bad news in the news and notes. We, we got some good news some here uh, sometimes. Mitch Hanniger was working his way back from that ankle issue. He went one for three with a homer. That's what Mitch Hanniger does. I know we talked about him in our last episode. Just hits a lot of bombs. So they're saying he could be back, you know, probably maybe a week or so. So keep an eye out for uh, Mitch Hanniger back in uh, Seattle hitting them home runs. This one, a little bit more scary here. Uh, Rafael Devers to the IL with um, some right hamstring inflammation. I know his back was acting up as well. So um, just keep your eyes peeled on that one. It's I'm going to be, uh, you know, play it by ear situation. I wouldn't be surprised if he missed the next two weeks. Uh, better news, uh, my boy Dustin May has been talking about this guy all year. Um, he's scheduled to throw uh, three innings in his next rehab start this Friday. Uh, he's been ramping up, and I think he could be a big help to the Dodgers' uh, rotation here in the second half. He could be a big help to your fantasy team if you have him stashed. Uh, just, I think he's going to have a great uh, finish to the season and look out for him next year as like a top 30 pitcher, in my opinion. My, 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 I didn't be underselling that one here. We got another Dodger here. Uh, Justin Turner is day-to-day with an abdominal issue. Um, looks like he might need an IL trip here. We'll let you know probably by the next episode if he did hit the IL or not. But if you have Justin Turner, you know, you might want to look into, you know, a backup third baseman here because, uh, I don't know, it's not looking so good. You know, he's getting a little bit older as well. Then uh, we got Tyler Stevenson. Man, this guy cannot catch a break. He just came off the IL not too long ago, and uh, he's headed to the 10-day IL after he fouled the ball off his shoulder and broke his clavicle. So (laughs) take what you will with that one. It doesn't seem like he's going to be back anytime soon. Once again, Cincinnati's a team that doesn't have anything to play for. I don't know why they would rush this guy back when, you know, there's not really any reason to let him heal up. You know, wish Tyler Stevenson luck probably for next year. So with all that being said, we're going to head into the waiver wire. And uh, we got a couple of good names here for you guys this week, you know, so you might want to, you know, make sure you're listening, paying attention here. Uh, we'll start off with, you know, a rookie call up, right? You know, somebody that you may have heard the name uh, before if you're, you know, if you're into the, you know, prospects. But that's J.J. Bladé of the Miami Marlins. He's he's not really having a great year um, down in the minors. I think he was hitting like 220 with a little, little bit of power. But, you know, uh, he got the prospect pedigree. He's got the name. And um, he did come up and have a pretty good first game. I believe he went two for four with a steal, as I double-checked myself here. Yep, two for four with a steal in his first game, you know, a steal and a run. And then today, so far, you know, he's a one for two. He's got a run, and he's, uh, you know, he's uh, he's worthy of a pickup if you're in a deeper league. I don't know if I'm picking him up and anything deeper than a 12-man right now. It's just, you know, it's kind of a wait and see because he really wasn't having a great season down in the minors, but he's a young player, you know, highly touted prospect. He was a high draft pick. 6% owned for J.J. Bladé on um, Yahoo, Miami Marlins. 
Uh, Matt, what do you think about JJ? Um, you know what? JJ is an interesting player. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, he's somebody that definitely poses um, an interesting threat. He could definitely be a nice little bump bump into your uh, into your little God, I apologize, guys, um, into your lineup. Um, I like a slash line, 247, 377, and a 519 um, with 18 homers to boot and 67. So the kid's just killing it. I think that personally, you know, it was the right time for him to get called up, and he might be a little burst for you guys, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm not rushing and running, but he's definitely a speculative ad for sure. Um, but let's go to somebody that we've talked about at the beginning of the year, and that's Stephen Kwan, the Kwan. You know, he's killing it again. Back up. You know, he's he, he's reminding me of um, what's his face from last year, Tyler Naquin. You know, he had oh, a little, yeah, yeah, that's actually a good comp. He had a little April, and then he had a little after the All Star break. So he's like somebody you definitely ride the wave with. Last week he had uh, six runs, one bomb, four ribbies, a steal, batting four seventy four. So I'll take that stuff right off the bat, um, off the waiver wire for sure. And over the last month, um, he's had 18 runs. No, I mean, I apologize. Over the last two weeks, 11 runs, one bomb, four ribbies, one steal, batting 383. So that, that batting average is definitely there. Um, and you know, my, you know, I sound like a broken record with this, but batting average off the waiver wire is key. Yes, sir, man. Uh, you know, uh, Stephen Kwan is, is a great batting average guy. He's going to chip in in steals. He's going to chip in in runs. He's actually looks like he's been hitting leadoff for, you know, quite a while now since uh, at least at least since Ju- July 12th. I could see he's been hitting leadoff since then. He's had some big games, you know, in the doubleheader on July 23rd. He went four for 10. July 22nd, he went three for five. So, you know, as my brother Matt says, if you're looking for a little bit of batting average, uh, Stephen Kwan is 29% owned on Yahoo. If you're looking for a couple of steals, you're looking for a couple of runs, a guy who's, you know, going to be hitting at the top of his lineup, go grab Stephen Kwan. And, you know, you have a little confidence in him, too, because we, he showed that he can hit for batting average in his minor league career. He showed it at the beginning of the season. So I think it's just somebody that you really, you know, you really can go out there and snag if you need a little outfield help. Once again, Stephen Kwan, Cleveland Guardians, 29% owned on Yahoo. So go out there and pick him up. So uh, next I'll go with a guy who's kind of been tearing the cover off the baseball, been going uh, a little under the radar here. And that's Ramon Urias of the, you know, Baltimore Orioles. We know that the, the Orioles have been playing better baseball of late. And this is this guy's part of the reason why, you know, uh, he, he's uh, Ramon Urias is eligible at second, third and shortstop on Yahoo. He's 54% owned, and his numbers on the year aren't looking too bad. You know, he's starting to heat up uh, 32 runs, 10 bombs, uh, 34 RBIs. He's getting 263. Looks like, you know, he's been hitting a little bit lower in the lineup, but I wouldn't be shocked if they moved him up, you know, because the guy's kind of getting it done. So he's more of if you need somebody that's eligible at multiple positions that, you know, is going to provide a little bit of pop, a little bit of batting average, a little bit of runs, a little bit of RBIs, kind of just chips in across the board. Now, not saying he's the answer to your prayers, but he's somebody who's been hot. You know, uh, go out there and uh, snag him. If you need a Ramon Urias, once again, if you need a little multi-positional eligibility. Yeah, I mean, Ramon is definitely worth at least a, a ride the wave. Because, I mean, the last two weeks, 8, 4, 10, 4, 19. You know, I'll take that in a heartbeat over the last two weeks. You know, that, yes. that's, that's, some, that's some serious push for you. Like, you know, that's a, I'm going to win the ribbies category this week. And I'm going to pretty much take home the runs category this week, which is eight runs from one dude. How you doing? 
Yeah, yeah. That's all I got to say. But, I mean, he's not a big, sexy name, so that's the problem there. And Baltimore isn't a sexy team. It looks like they might be selling out, so that's the downside. But, hey, right now, you know, ride the wave. It may be an incentive for this kid to kind of keep pushing and keep doing what he's doing because, you know, he may be the only player left on that team because I'm hearing trade rumors that Trey Mancini is about to get traded. So, you know, if that happens, you know, there's a clear path for him to really just get higher in that batting order uh, that, like Dom said, and really start, you know, making that production go. Um, let's move on to our last bat here, I believe. And that's um, Adam Frazier. Um, you know, this is this is weird, but um, sorry, I apologize. Yahoo does not like to. There we go. So he has been had has probably had one of the worst starts to fantasy ever. Um, I hated him when he was on the Yankees, but, you know, since he's been in Seattle, he's still had it been terrible, but it looks like he's probably eaten up a little bit. He was batting 382 over the last two weeks. Last week was meh, but still, he didn't kill you. But the um, last two weeks, he had five runs, one bomb, three ribbies, two steals, batting 382. Great batting average. I'm going to take that, especially at second base and outfield eligibility. Um, you know, he's at the lower end of what I would uh, go to run to add, but, I mean, second base is very, very rough this year, especially, like, with um, with Chisholm going down. It's He's definitely worth at least a speculative at 20% on I would definitely roll, ride out and see what I can do with him. Matt, I think you might have been thinking of Todd Frazier, right? No, Adam Frazier. He never played for the Yankees. Oh, I am thinking of Todd Frazier. Yeah, so yeah I, I, got, I got you. I got you, my brother. My but bad. With, with Adam Frazier, my, the reason I wanted to throw him on here, last year, you know, he, he had a pretty good year, Adam Frazier. You know, he hit um, 305 with 83 runs. You know, he's not really a power guy, so it was only five bombs and 43 RBIs, but he had 10 steals, so – and he's a career 275 hitter. So I'll say this, the numbers should bounce back up. He should get that batting average up, should see a couple more steals here towards the end of the year and a couple more runs, right? Especially that Seattle team is playing great. Uh, you know, I can see Adam Frazier possibly moving up that lineup if he stays tight. You know, he's got a lot of good games here, you know, recently. Um, you know, a couple two-hit games in the past, you know, couple weeks. There was a four for seven um, over across a doubleheader on July 13th. He actually um, had a bomb and a steal in that game. So it looks like he is heating up here. Once again, as Matt said, if you lost, you know, a Jazz Chisholm or, you know, uh, you're just not doing well at second base, go out there and snag Adam Frazier because I totally think that he could be worth the add. I think he's going to heat up and have a pretty decent second half. Once again, he's really going to only chip in in mainly three categories, which is going to be runs, steals, and uh, possibly batting average. I think it bounces back up. I don't see this guy – finishing the year with under like a 255 batting average and to get from 237 to 255 he's going to have to hit you know at least 280 uh, along, along the rest of the way and that's kind of what I see going forward you know so guys we're going to wrap up once oh I don't know if I mentioned this Adam Frazier is 20% owned on Yahoo I might have just wanted to make sure I threw it out there again so let's move on to you know our pitchers here and I'm going to start off with two pitchers that kind of go hand in hand here Let's talk about a couple of Oakland Athletics that might get dealt here at the trade deadline. Let's talk about Paul Blackburn and Cole Irving. Now, the thing is, uh, Paul Blackburn uh, started off like a house on fire. You know, he made a couple adjustments. I know I was touting him at the beginning of the year. He was working on that curveball, and things were just going great. Now, he's really slowed down of recent. So, you know, people, oh, Dom, why are you talking about Paul Blackburn? He's been garbage lately. So, you know, before you, you, you kill the messenger – 
the thing is, is he's made a significant change. There, he changed um, stuff that he was doing from last year and previous years. Curveball looks better. Fastball looks a little better. I think it's hard to wake up every day and, you know, pitch for a team that isn't really doing very well. Now, um, I know the Houston Astros went out of their way to go um, fly him to the All-Star game because Oakland wasn't going to do that for the kid. So, you know, maybe he heads over to Houston and, you know, he winds up in that rotation and just, you know, I could see him heading to a good team and being motivated to have a big second half. So on the year, Paul Blackburn, I'm just going to throw out his numbers, you know, six wins, six losses, mainly due to the team. 4-3-5 ERA across 19 starts, 101 innings, 82 strikeouts, and a 1-2-6 whip. But I like to point out sometimes, you know, I like to point out FIP, which is fielding independent pitching. It's an ERA indicator, which kind of tells you uh, where the ERA should be, you know, more to than where it is. So he's got a 3-9-3 FIP. So now Paul Blackburn, the thing is, is I think he could be, you know, the rest of the season, maybe like a high three ERA, close to a strikeout per nine, not really a strikeout per nine guy, but close. And maybe like a 1-1-8 whip, especially if he heads to a good team, he's going to find his way into a couple more wins. You know, it's again, Paul Blackburn. And let me just see if I can find his ownership for you here. He is 48% owned on Yahoo. So he's out there in over half league, half the leagues out there. Um, he goes up against the White Sox next time out. Um, if Luis Robert is still out, you know, that's a, that's a manageable a manageable lineup to get through. You know, we just got Tim Anderson and a bright, you know, not really too, too much deeper than Eloy. that. Oh, Eloy. Eloy as well. Eloy's been a little, you know, a little hot and cold, though. So, you know, I, I think Paul Blackburn could work through that if he really, you know, needs to. If you really need somebody, you know, you can go Paul Blackburn. Matt, what are your thoughts on him before we touch on uh, Cole Irvin here? I think Blackburn is a fair a fair assessment. Um, not running to pick him up, but if I hear I he gets moved – Depending on the team, it could be really a really nice incentive to pick him up. Like I can see him possibly going to Texans. I can possibly see him going, uh, going to Houston. I mean, even though I can't really find a rotation spot for him, I can see him going to Boston. Um, I mean, there's a couple couple outs where I can see him. Even even Tampa can use another pitcher. So there there's a few spots where even I can the, see him. Even our Yankees could too. Our yeah. Yankees could too. I would definitely take him with the Yankees, too. He's definitely a nice 4-5 hole guy. And, yeah. you know, with that being said, if he gets traded to a contender, probably more of an incentive. His stuff may may kind of bounce back. You know, with a little confidence, a little excitement, and, you know, really liking what your, where your situation is going to be at can really drive a person to overperform what they've been doing in the beginning of the year and pretty much make them fantasy gold for that second half. So let's really keep a close eye on him. But I wouldn't pick him up until there's news. Fair enough. Let's go with Cole Irving here, right? Um, this guy's numbers are a little bit better. They even, they're pretty impressive, and I didn't even realize how impressive they were until I actually pulled them up myself, right? So on the year, Cole Irving's looking pretty good. I mean, he's not really a strikeout guy. You know, he's got 102 innings, 70 Ks, five wins. But, you know, hey, the ERA and the whip look great. He's got a 308 ERA and a 107 whip. He's been better of late. Um, let's check this, uh, over his last 30 days, um, Cole Irving has pitched 34 innings, three wins, 23 Ks, two, six, five ERA and Oh seven whip. So the guy's been, you know, guy's been on fire of late. He's been pretty good. He was pretty good last year for Oakland. I think he's another guy that can get moved at the trade deadline. It looks like Oakland's going to just sell out and, you know, try and money ball this thing next year. Right. But I'll say this, Cole Irvin goes up against Houston for his next outing. So you might want to be careful with that one. It might be like a time to pick him up throw him on your bench. You, you don't start him against Houston and you see where it goes. Actually, I'm going to point out he has played Houston twice in his last 
out of his last three outings, he's played Houston twice, 12 innings, uh, six Ks. Uh, the ERA looks like a 275, and the whip looks like a 07. So he's actually handled Houston pretty good um, his last uh, couple times out there against them. So, you know what, if you're feeling frisky, uh, I'd say take the leap and throw up Cole Irving out there against Houston this weekend. You know what, he might just shine again, but he might, he also might get hit. It looks like he's due to get smacked around as well. So, yeah. you know, uh, t- t- it's a risk-reward risk, a risk reward situation. I'm going to get Cole Irving, 27% owned on Yahoo, less than Paul Blackburn with better numbers. So, you know, uh, go out there and snag Cole Irving. No, he's definitely nice. I didn't realize he was having that kind of season. So, um, <laughs> by the way, the owner's percentage is absolutely outrageous. He's only twenty seven percent owned. Um, I don't. Did you read off his year stats? I don't remember. Uh yes, I did. Okay, so I mean, it's just monstrous. I'm pretty excited. Um, I know that he's not going to be um, available after today. Uh, unfortunately, I can't make room for him, but. It's tough right now. Yeah. I think I think it's kind of like a Paul Blackburn situation though, where unless unless you get the news that he's traded, you know, and if you're in a 15 or deeper, go snag him now if he's available. But anything less than that, your 12s, your 10s, where it starts to get a little bit, you know, a little deeper, I kind of might kind of might hold out a little bit. I don't know. I mean, the numbers are kind of worth it. He has a three yeah, ERA, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, and he's I mean he's not a K per nine guy, but he's definitely not murdering you, and he's helping not you out of anything. Suppressing, suppressing your ERA, keeping it low, you know, chipping in some 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 Ks, and then every once in a while chipping a W when the A's decide to show up for once. So, you know, he's definitely at least worth somewhat of an add. Um, and hey, if you add him this week and you don't start him against Houston, and then you find out he gets traded on Tuesday for to some great team, then you know you just got the steal of a lifetime. He's definitely worth a stash. And I, I mean. I don't really have the cojones to roll them out, but um, if you're if your um, ERA is already shot for the week, and you just need somebody that's actually going to put out a decent start for you, I'd probably roll them out. That's just me though. Okay. And it's one of those kind of uh, starts and pickups this week. So we're going to roll right into our uh, next guy here, um, and that's DL Hall of the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Their number one pitching prospect. The kid is absolutely well, behind behind Grayson Rodriguez. Right. Well, Grayson Rodriguez <laughs> is uh, is dealing with some stuff right now. So yeah, it's one of those he's things. The, he's the number one healthy pitching prospect. Exactly. And the kid is absolutely outrageous. So if anybody uh, hasn't heard from, heard about him, you're going to be running to go stash this kid right now. He is just lights out. Sorry, I hate baseball reference here. So. He has a three four six ERA, which oh, it's a little high, but for for somebody that we're going to say is absolutely ridiculous. But here's where I get to right: sixty seven innings, right? Right here, here, here's a big big number: hundred and thirteen strikeouts. Wait, let me say it again: sixty seven innings, hundred and thirteen strikeouts. Okay, that's just absolutely bananas. Okay. The whip's a little high too. He's like a one two five. Hey, big strikeout guy. You know what he reminds me of? Blake Snell, right? Blake Snell tried to strike out. Blake Snell tried to uh, strike out everybody under the sun when he first came up, and pretty much in his career, he was very successful at doing it, just like Hall. But what does that lead to? Sometimes leaving the ball floating, and sometimes just walking a few people, too too many people. But ultimately, he's going to figure it out. He is an excellent stash, and if he if he even does anything of the sort of what he's doing in the minors, if he, when he gets called up. Lord, 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 
it's going to be amazing. And no, I wasn't trying to be Randy there. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm super excited. He's one of my favorite prospects this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm Matt, I agree with you. He's definitely worthy of a stash right now, especially, you know, when you get into those deeper leagues and you're, you're waiver wide, you just look at it and you're like, I don't know who to add. D.L. Hall is a, definitely a solid add. Um, I, I will throw out a couple caveats with the kid. I mean, it's one of the hardest divisions in baseball to pitch in. You know, the AL East is tough. You got, you know, Yankees, you got Tampa, you got Boston. Uh, just a lot. And, and the Blue Jays that have, you know, been scoring runs like crazy. So, you know, I, I could see why the Orioles are being a little bit, you know, a little bit slower to call a guy up with these kind of stats. You know, I, I can understand it. But as Matt pointed out, you know, he's got a lot, a lot of upside. He's 23 years old. Once again, we're talking about D.L. Hall here, guys. Um, you know, Ori, one of the Orioles' top prospects. Let's see what his ownership percentage is looking like on Yahoo. Uh, he's free 99 right now, 5% owned. So if you're listening, this is probably available in your league. Uh, if, you, if, if you need somebody to stash, as Matt read out his stats, he just he looks like he's just about ready to take the step to the major leagues. I could see him being called up, you know, um, possibly, you know, uh, the beginning of August, maybe middle of August, if everything rolls out right. His last couple of starts were looking outrageous on, you know, on uh, July 6th, he struck out 14 over six innings, gave up one run. His next time out on the July 12th, he went 5.2 innings, struck out eight, uh, didn't give up any runs. And then, you know, on uh, July 17th, again, you know, he went five innings, didn't give up any runs, struck out 10. So if you're looking for somebody, you know, it's got a high strikeout upside, I definitely say give this kid an ad. Just with the caveat of, you know, when they call him up, if he's going against one of those good teams, you kind of just pick him up, might be a wait and see if he especially goes up against the Yankees or the Blue Jays, might kind of hold him back and just see how that looks. And, hey, if he passes the test, you know, then you keep rolling him out with confidence. You know, once again, guys, uh, Deal Hall of the Baltimore Orioles, definitely worthy, worthy of a pickup. Uh, my brother, Matt, I'll let you uh, – no, actually, we'll, we'll go, we got one more guy here before uh, we get into one of Matt's boys here. Let's go with uh, a guy who's coming off the IL, and if he's available in your league, actually might be my favorite pickup out of all the guys we're talking about, and that's Andrew Heaney. Uh, looks like he's uh, – the you know, the Dodgers helped him figure something out because he's been very, very good on the year in uh, limited innings, right? Only 15 innings, but he's got 23Ks, a 0.59 ERA, and a 0.85 whip. Um, Andrew Heaney is 60% owned on Yahoo, so he's a little bit higher owned. But, hey, if he's out there, you know, he's coming back on July 27th, going to start against the Nationals, which are not a good team. I think he's going to go out there and, you know, get to see a big, big K game from him. I will throw out this caveat, though. He's got them weak flanges. So he's been known to get hurt, you know, uh, time and time again. But, hey, when the guy's healthy, it looks like, you know, he's might have turned a corner here. Once again, we're talking about Andrew Heaney. I mean, Heaney is one of those guys that, you know, should have been great. Um, when he yeah. went to the Yankees, he should have been, he was kind of good. And then, you know, fell off a cliff. He figured when he went to the new team again, he kind of did the same trend, you know, he kind of started off hot and then his flanges kicked in. So people are holding on to him, open that, you know, he keeps going where he le- um, picks up where he left off. And that's why I would pick him up. And that's why he's on this list, even though he's 60% on, it's not something we would normally talk about in terms of owner percentage. But at this point, you know, He's definitely worth at least a speculative ad. If he has two bad starts right off the bat, drop him. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those guys he's definitely worth at least a, a, an ad for sure. Let's move on to our last arm here, and that's going to be um, Mr. Nick Lodolo. So, Nick is coming off that injury. He's looking real nice. Last, uh, uh, last two starts haven't been too hot, but I will say something, you know, 
last start I kind of threw out the window. St. Louis is just smashing everybody these days. They're absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Tampa Bay held his own up until about the fifth inning, and then he got laid up. But then he walked out against his first start back after the injury, and that was the New York Mets. And, you know, he, he didn't let up a single run, and he had eight Ks. And he's doing it against Miami right now. Uh, he has six Ks in five innings and a 140, a 140 um, whip. So I think that he's definitely worth it at this point to at least scoop and see where he takes you. And let's see if he keeps this, this trend going. Yeah, I'll say this. Um, I was super, super high on Nick Lodolo coming into the year, as I know Matt was. Um, you know, he kind of 2019 and uh, he missed 2020 with an injury, but he came back in 2021 and he was great again, you know, in the minors. But this year, I'm not sure what's up with him. I'm, I'm going to have to watch. Uh, maybe I'll go back and watch the highlights of uh, today's game because there's something up, man. I'm not sure what it is. It's the control. The control is really bothering me. Actually, Matt and I watched a lot of that game against the Cardinals and he just didn't look like he had it, man. And he didn't know where he's throwing the ball. He was hitting a bunch of guys. And um, it could be an issue of maybe he's trying to strike everybody out. So he's overthrowing, right? It could be that. Once again, I have to see a little bit more from him. And uh, I'm just not really sure what I want to do with Nick Lodolo right now. You know, I mean, he looks good right now against Miami tonight. He's got five innings, six Ks, hasn't given up a run. The whip is a little high once again. So, I mean, and he's not on a great team or a great ballpark to pitch in. So, I'll tell you, this is 21% owned. Um, if pretty much everyone we talked about isn't available, you can give the kid a shot. But, you know, on the year, his numbers, 581 ERA, 178 whip. You know, the Ks are good, 26 uh, innings, 38 Ks. So if you need a couple of Ks, you know, he's a, he's a pretty good K guy. It looks like he might get Baltimore next time out, which isn't a, isn't a great matchup, but isn't an easy match, uh, isn't an easy one either. Kind of like the middle of the pack right now as Baltimore has been heating up the past couple of weeks. So, you know, you could go out there and you can give him the shot, you know, and uh, see, see where things go. Once again, Nick Lodolo, 21% owned on Yahoo. He could give him the shot, but I will throw out the caveat, you know, the control's been a little bit off lately. So, you know, we kind of want to see where things go with the, uh, you know, the young flamethrower, he's only 24, so he's got a bright future ahead of him. Hopefully he can get his uh, little butt out of Cincinnati there because, you know, it's just a very tough park uh, to pitch in, as you can go ask Kyle O'Malley and the rest of those guys who have uh, been there. But we're going to finish up with a couple of closers here. You know, uh, these are kind of speculative uh, ads, you know, at the moment. The closer situation is getting harder and harder to throw out, you know, good names every week. You know, we do cover a lot of them. So if you guys want some better options, go check the last episode. You know, we kind of try not to repeat ourselves too much here, even though we, we kind of we kind of do find our favorites, you know, over the course of the season. But we're going to start here with um, a guy who was a young prospect and, you know, uh, was ready to, you know, take over, you know, for Oakland and just be their, their number one. But it hasn't gone that way due to injuries. And that's A.J. Puck. But it looks like he might get a shot at the closures gig here, right? You know, it's it's going to be interesting. He's got the, uh, he didn't get the last save, but he did get a save on July twenty second. I think the reason that he didn't get the save the next day was is because he pitched, uh, you know, two games in a row. They wanted to give him a little a little time off. They don't want to, you know, their guy, you know, hurting himself again after you know all these years of injuries, right? But AJ Puck looks great on the year. Two wins, uh, two two seven ERA, oh nine eight uh, WHIP. He's got the one save that I mentioned. Thirty nine innings, forty one Ks. So if, you, if you're down on closers right now and you need to make a speculative ad, go pick up A.J. Puck. He's 7% owned on um, Yahoo. And I think he makes it out of the trade deadline on the team still. So, you know, uh, Lou, Lou Trevino has been horrible, guys. Absolutely horrible. I would not recommend that man to anybody. I don't think we did recommend him except maybe when he first got the job. But, you know, uh, I think A.J. Puck takes it over at some point here in the second half. So go pick him up, guys. Yeah, it's looking that way. I mean – 
he is incredible. Um, they could be Michael Kopech and him too. I think that right now um, they, they just don't have an option for a closer. So that they're probably going to try and just keep him in that, keep his um, pitch count low and put him in high, high leverage positions to, you know, get him the experience that he needs and kind of keep him loose and get him ready for next year. So I really, 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 really am a big AJ Puck fan. So let's see what happens. I mean, he's been lights out this year, you know, and his opportunities that he's been t- uh, given. Um, it may take another week or two from the fully flat out give Trevino the, the drop or finally just say, okay, we're going to give Puck the, the job. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited to see if he gets one more save, I'm probably adding him. That's just. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Matt, let, let me grab this next guy here, too, because there's a reason I threw him on the list. Uh, mm-hmm. And we, next, we're going to talk about uh, Yeri De Los Santos of, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And let me throw out the caveat here. David Bednar is the closer, and he will be the closer unless he gets traded. But I could see, the you know, a lot of teams going out there. I've heard a lot of David Bednar rumors recently, right? And a lot of teams might want him, you know, not necessarily as their closer, but as a setup guy. You know, a lot of teams like the Yankees and Dodgers love to go out there and um, secure up their bullpens. A lot of those teams that are, you know, making that playoff push could always use a guy like Bednar. And uh, Yerry De Los Santos is the next guy up. You know, he's pitched 19 innings. He's got three saves, 22 Ks. 284 ERA and a 105 whip. So very, very impressive numbers for the kid, right? And as I said, you know, um, I know it's getting harder and harder to find um, closers on the waiver wire. This guy is 2% owned. Once again, Yeri De Los Santos, um, you know, Pittsburgh Pirates. He's been very, very impressive. It looks like they're not afraid to give him a couple of saves as he's got three on the season. 2% owned once again. So if you really need a dart throw here, I think this is a guy that you could throw a dart at. Hey, if uh, Bednar doesn't get traded then you just drop them you know and as we said the trade deadline's august 2nd only a little bit away and at minimum uh de los santos is going to help you in case he's going to help you in era and he's going to help you in with who knows maybe he even throws in a sneaky save so i think he could totally do worse at the moment especially if you lost a guy like michael king in those deeper leagues i know michael king just went out and you know he was the kind of holds um you know uh bullpen guy i think uh de los santos could totally uh, do uh, very similar things that michael king did this year yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. I don't think that, uh, you know, he's going to have much value, like like Dom said, until this guy gets moved. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. I don't know too much about the guy in all honesty, so, you know, I would take Dom's word out. He's pretty good at this thing. Yeah, I, I just wanted to I just wanted to throw his, um, you know, his name out there as, like, because I know in deeper leagues getting harder and harder to find um, guys that are closing. So you want to get ahead of the game, right? That just kind of goes back to the top of the episode where we were talking about tips, you know, going into the second half. This could be considered a tip, right? Get the closures before they get the job because then you have the guy, you know, and then at worst case scenario, getting help in all of these other good categories, you know, K's, ERA and WHIP. And, uh, you know, guys, we're going to wrap here. You know, we're doing everything we can to help. You know, once again, if you guys enjoy us, we appreciate, you know, all the love. And uh, we're here. We're here. Always don't be afraid to DM us questions. We always answer, you know, and um, guys, until next time. Peace. See you.